Get ready, it's time. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Each episode of Motherhood Talk Radio features guests who all have a story, experts in their field, and information you won't want to miss. We bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s. From great parenting tips to moms facing some tough challenges, and most importantly, how to bounce back with style. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host, Sandra Beck. everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Mafalda Halligan and she is a working mom. She owns her own company, uh, riverrunhr.com. If you are listening to us on your computer and you want to look her up because she's got lots of good things to share with us today. And we're going to talk about saying no, how to say no, how to manage our schedules and juggle kids and work and husbands and parents and not lose our sanity at the same time because it's a big deal, Mafalda. It's really hard. A hundred percent. Absolutely, Stan. I'm so happy to be here and uh, happy to join you in discussing this important topic. It is because, you know, we're really a hybrid of women today because I have my stay-at-home full-time mom friends. Then I have my full-time working in an office mom friends. And then there's like a handful of us working from home friends, but they're not your typical real estate agent, you know, people that you'd expect to have a home office. We're working in the corporate arena. So we have like one foot in corporations, one foot in the home, and it's just kind of this weird hybrid. And you still get a lot of the cool training programs that you get working with corporations. But they don't instruct us as working moms how to handle a lot of things. And I think there really needs to be some instruction for working moms and especially moms that work from home because it is different. People think they can drop by and just say hi to me at home. And I know they would never do that if I was working in a traditional office. Right. And I think that, you know, a lot of people here this word of work-life balance, work-life balance being thrown around a lot. And, you know, everyone has this different, you know, opinion or perhaps, you know, in their mind, they define it in different ways. And it means something different to everybody. And and so it, it sort of leaves this very gray space for, uh, for many, especially working moms on what that means. Because I know as a working mother, when I worked in corporate and companies would say, hey, you know, we offer flex working and, you know, work-life balance, I mean, I know I certainly made assumptions on what that meant versus what they actually meant by it, you know? Right, right, because work-life balance means, you know, hopefully you don't get divorced, your kids don't end up like (laughs) in the gutter, you know, hungry and not um, fed, Um, 
but it does raise some some considerations in value judgments that I see. And when I say value judgments, it's when you are explaining to people what you're doing and how you're doing it. You know, people don't recognize sometimes that I earn more than most people in a traditional job. I work right. different hours. My hours can start as early as 4.30 in the morning and I'll work till two o'clock at night if I have to. And yeah. work yeah. gets done. It just doesn't get done in a traditional fashion in a certain block of time. Yeah, absolutely. I often say, you know, especially when I went into, you know, working for myself, it was, you know, I wrote down some goals and why I was making this decision and, uh, and saying to myself, listen, you know, uh, I want to be able to pick up my kids at school, you know, if not five days a week, at least maximum three days a week. I want to be able to take them to, to their events. You know, Sandy, as you know, my boys do hockey and there's quite, you know, some commitment that comes with that. And so, you know, I really, you know, made it, it was very intentional in saying these things are important to me and, um, and really going from there and, and knowing that, you know, that, that was my, that was the lighthouse or that was the guiding light as to, to what I wanted to achieve. And, but that's not easy. That's not easy. And, um, you know, knowing that those are things that I want to do, it means that, look, these kids go to bed at, you know, maybe between eight and nine o'clock and come nine 15, I'm logging back on and, uh, and staying up until whatever that means. But it means that I'm not going to be available between perhaps three and, and 8 PM. Um, you know, but again, very intentional, not easy. Well, it's not easy. And that's, you know, I want to thank our sponsor today, which is Best Fiends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I use Best Fiends a lot because it gives me a little bit of like stress break. It gives me an emotional break. It's like my fun break. And if you're looking for a fun way to pass the time while engaging your brain and enjoying some really, really good looking visuals, and it's got a good story. And I'll tell you, the music is good. It's not like an annoying game. Like that's so... Yeah, I mean, I know I I tend to play, you know, with my sister sometimes and, you know, we challenge each other on on different levels. My level's still a little bit low, but it's definitely uh, just a five minute break sometimes that I need from just stepping away from whatever work I'm doing in it. It's great. It is. And it gives you these little rewards. Like this is the fun thing that I want to talk about because the game is called Best Fiends. And, you know, there are sometimes with Faldo when my cupcakes turn out like hockey pucks or I'm defeated by the laundry. Like it's just, you know, it's me versus the laundry this week, the laundry. (laughs) And, you know, the laundry, the cupcakes, the garbage, those are kind of Mm -hmm. the thankless parts of our mom job. And so I can actually get on. And sometimes if I had a really contentious meeting with a client, I'll pick up my phone and I'll play it till I can get a slug Mageddon, which, you know, you like power those things at that little (laughs) slug and blow it up. And then it says, good job. Well done. But you know, the laundry doesn't say good job. The, you know, doesn't say well done. And sometimes my day is so stressful that those little achievements in a mm-hmm. game I play on my phone that you can get on app, the Apple App Store or Google Play, um, that makes yep. a difference in my day. Yep. And, and you know what? The best part is that you can download it for free on that App Store, you know, um, on Apple App or, or Google Play. It, it's, really, um, it's really a neat thing for sure. 
It is. It is. And so the, for those of you who are looking for your own little like well done or like my favorite thing recently, I was in the carpool lane and I connected the game to Facebook so I can see where my other Facebook friends are in the game. And my friend Christy <laughs> was three cars behind me and she was playing like I could see her like on my screen and I'm like, ha ha ha, I'm on level 64. You're only on 59. And she's like, I'm coming to get you. And you know, it was fun. It was social. And, um, it engages your brain not only with like fun puzzles, but cute little characters. And there's over a hundred million downloads. And, you know, it is totally like five-star rated mobile play. And it'll allow you to kind of needle your friends on Facebook and have a little healthy, fun competition um, and get your well done. So download Best Fiends free on the App Store, Apple App Store or Google Play. Right. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends fiends. So you're going to be so glad you did. So F-I-E-N-D-S, because it's such a great word. It, like fiend makes me giggle. Doesn't it make you giggle? It makes me giggle and it has me a little obsessed in, in the best way, <laughs> but definitely uh, I, it's got me hooked. <laughs> it is. It's just like a nice little break during the day. And um, I think it's also, I have to tell you, Mafalda, like I have two teenage boys, you know, and they're now 13 and yep. 16. And I was playing it in the living room the other night and they're like, mom, you're really playing that game. You're playing a game. And I'm like, I'm working <laughs> because they're a sponsor on my show. And they were like right. dumbfounded. They thought I was the coolest mom ever. So, you know, I want to thank Best Beans for not only sponsoring today's episode, but helping me be like a super cool mom. I love it. I love it. You are, you are super mom. <laughs> super cool mom, super mom, super cool mom. Though one of the things, Mafalda, that I found I had a hard time with um, was with my schedule, it took me a long time to be okay with, you know, blocking out time to pick up my kids for school because I found myself feeling guilty. I wasn't working and then yep. I was happy to see my kids. But then sometimes I was thinking about work when I was supposed to be with them or heaven forbid, there was a phone call that came in with my time with them. And one of the things that helped me a lot was I started just blocking out that time. I do this planning on Sunday night. And I go through my list and I say, okay, what do we have for the kids sports? Yeah. What do I have for my dad's health? What do I have for my health? Cause I put my gym membership in there and then I teach spin. So I teach five spin classes a week and that's not only economic, but it's for my mental and physical health. Like I need that stress yeah. relief. So I and I started doing that too. I started doing that too because you made that suggestion years ago and it's, it's been a great, um, it's been a great, great thing. So tell me, what are you doing? Same thing. Uh, you made that suggestion to me probably about five years ago. <laughs> we, we were talking about how this was part of your routine on Sunday evenings. So I have an actual paper calendar that I keep at the house. I have my electronic calendar. And then I look at everything I've got going on for work, kids, um, you know, in my case, husband, family, anything that needs to be done. And I just start plugging it in. And then I, I plan day by day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, uh, whether it's carpools, whether it's doctor appointments, whether it's, does an email need to go out to the teacher, letting them know like, Hey, listen, I'm dropping off this kid at school a little late. Cause he's got a well visit or he's got that appointment. Um, whatever it is, 
if it's because, you know, the kids are going to be going to an away tournament for sports, you know, do I have my reservations? Do I have everything I need to be successful that week? And then in, in the midst of all of that, you know, I, I, I call it now self-care Sunday is, you know, where am I plugging in time for myself in that, you know, and whether it's that I need to tap into resources to, to help out, I do try to make it a priority because I think some years back, especially when they were younger, it was much harder. And I think that, um, you know, I, I started reaching out to my network of moms and, you know, you and, and I have another person in my network both had this, this, this ritual or this habit of doing, this planning on Sundays. And I have to tell you, it, it's, um, it, it definitely became a, a staple in, in my life on every Sunday I do it. But, you know, part of, why we're having this conversation is because, as you know, the best laid plans, you know, <laughs> don't often happen. <laughs> that right. way. But it does reduce your anxiety. Like my Sunday night anxiety is totally reduced because I plan out, but you're right. Things happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's where it becomes a little hard. And I was so happy that we we decided uh, to do this uh, this episode and and you know focus on this topic because like we were talking about it just came up uh, very recently for a working mother that I'm very good friends with that she says I, I just you know I plan I say I'm going to do it and then somebody comes along and says hey I'm going to need you on this meeting or I have to reschedule this meeting or and this is such a, a you know, in today's age, I mean, change is constant and constant. you can definitely expect that. But, you know, how do you say no or how do you shift without burning bridges, without making people feel like they're not, um, you know, a priority because yep. that's important. And so it, it, it's definitely that that's where the hiccups come along. And, and that's where, you know, I think a lot of uh, a lot of you know, your listeners, I thought this would be a great thing to talk about is how do you manage that? How do you manage when things don't go as planned? And how do you say no? How do you say no? Because I think, you know, there's cultural conditioning, there's religious conditioning, there's familial conditioning, you know, especially for women, especially for moms, there is an implied expectation when your kids are in organized sports, that your snack mom, your volunteer mom, you know, these things are your responsibility. And I don't know why they don't have snack dad. I mean, let's be honest, like, well, I've had snack mom in soccer for like 15 years. Like, how about snack dad? I mean, that's a whole other <laughs> story. But you laugh because have you ever heard of snack dad? No. Everybody says no. <laughs> um, and it's part of that blending of, of mom life, work life, and um, I have found that, you know, and I learned this in court, actually, my lawyer said to me when I was getting divorced, he says, you know, you don't have to explain yourself so much. You know, I would say, well, you know, I can't because I have to take the kids here or, you know, I, I can't do this. He's like, it's very simple. He says, just say I'm already booked. Yeah. And booked could mean anything. You know, you're not lying. You're not being yeah. disingenuous. You're not being rude. But the fact of the matter is I'm booked at 10 o'clock because my child has an ear infection. They don't need to know that. But priority yeah. in that moment is my child's hearing for the rest of his life. I mean, I will drop everything, get him to the doctor, but I don't need other people making value judgments on whether I could take him tonight after work. 
Yeah, yeah, agreed. And it was interesting because I, I think about my days and how often, you know, uh, like I said, things shift. You schedule a conference call for one o'clock. Sometimes the, the conference call prior to that goes over by 15 minutes and sure. you send a quick, you know, a quick email or a quick text message and say, hey, listen, I'm running late for my last conference call and uh, or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. Can we shift our call to tomorrow or later today? And it just goes excused without any sort right, of um, thought. It's it's sure. like you, but I think that if uh, if I were to say, hey, listen, I'm a little late, you know, getting my kids out of the doctor or, you know, uh, it was a rough morning, whatever it is. And I say, I'm going to be late for this conference call because basically because, you know, not everything is going a-okay, 100% perfect all the time in my personal <laughs> life. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think people just they react different or they put they a do. different value on that they or they judge whatever it is or we judge and ourselves think, you know like yeah, I'm we judge ourselves. If, if we had to move our radio show today and I had a client and I called you and I said hey Mafalda I've got um I've got Jeff and Brian that need to meet today at two can we meet tomorrow at three you would say it works in my schedule okay done deal like that yeah but then if I called yep. you and got like, oh my gosh, you know, Zach is homesick today. He's puking in the, in the bathroom right now. Like then I'm going, mm, what do I do? What do I do? Then I make the decision. Okay. I'm going to call you. Then I feel like bad and creepy. And then maybe you're picking up on the bad yeah. or creepy, or maybe you're, you, you don't have kids or you don't like kids or you know, you're having a bad yeah. day. It just goes sideways. So I really had to train myself to look at the appointments with my kids, no different than the appointments with my clients. That's yeah, it. A hundred, a hundred and ten percent on that, Sandy. I, I think that it was, there was, you know, with time and I mean, it took me a, a, probably a good five years to get to this point where I yes. said to myself, I'm going to have the confidence to just say, like, I feel even within myself to say, listen, I have another priority. I have another commitment. That time is blocked, you know, and it's, it's not a fib. It's not a lie. It, it's the truth. Right. We don't need to provide, I mean, less is more. We don't need to provide every single detail. And honestly, I think sometimes people don't even want to hear it. They I don't want to know. They don't, they, you know, and some people, I, I don't want to generalize, but I think some don't even care. They just want to know when can you give me your time That's and, um, and what can I expect? That's it. And I think, you know, there's been so many times in, in my career that I've had people make excuses and I don't like mm -hmm. excuses. I think excuses more often than not val devalue us both. And it's different if we're friends and I say, you know what, I'm sorry, I can't go. I don't feel well today. Um, you know, I find when I have to cancel because I'm sick, you know, I had had pneumonia over the holidays. I had to cancel a bunch of things. And, you know, you could hear oh. my voice. Like when I left a voicemail, yeah. I sounded like Jabba the Hutt. But, you know, I said, I'm <laughs> sorry, I have to cancel our meeting today. I'd like to reschedule for next week, Tuesday at two. Done deal. Like it was just so fast. It's like need to know basis. What do we need to know? I don't need to know about your sick kid. I don't need to know about, you know, your soccer game. I need to know what you can do for me when. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also having that, that level of um, self-awareness in knowing yes. 
who you can have these honest conversations with and who it's probably not appropriate to have them with, right? Because I know if it's a meeting between you and I, it's a, an entirely different audience than if it sure. were to be perhaps a meeting with one of my clients, male or female. Um, you know, so it, it's just, I think that comes with practice in discerning who you can obviously be honest with and say, hey, this is going on. Because I think there's a social aspect, especially with working, and especially when you have a hybrid role where you're in or out of, you know, working out of your home, where you want to talk about your personal life and your family. But I think there's also a time for that um, and a place for it. So it's a client to open that door because I had, mm -hmm. like, I remember when my mom was dying, I was going through a divorce. It was all in the same, like, four months and two of my dogs yeah. passed away at 14 years old. So, you know, total yeah. train wreck back, you know, period of, in my life. And two of my clients in Seattle, they were two real estate agents, partners, and they called me and they said, you know, you haven't sounded the same lately. Your work is delivering late. We found a few errors. We know that's not like you because I've been working for them for a decade. And they said, what's right. going on? And of course, you know, I was totally unprofessional. I burst into tears. I'm like, well, my mom's in hospice. <laughs> you know, my dog, Misty and Smokey passed away. And this was in the era before Facebook where you could just go on really and find everything. I wouldn't put all that stuff up anyway, but, but they asked right. me. And when I said, they said, oh my gosh, well, how about this? Um, take a month off and we'll wow. spend our work together because it wasn't nothing I was doing was brain science, you know? So they said, take a month off and come back to us in a month and we'll just resume because they felt bad. They're like, Oh my gosh, when my father died, when my mother died and they, they got it. And so we went back together a month later and they sent a card when my mom died and I was able to work with them in that. That was a, you know, obviously a big deal. Um, Right. But there are times when people do need to know, especially if you're, you're not your usual A game and they'll figure that right. out. They'll pick up on it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really this, uh, this intricate little song and dance. I like to say where oh. you just, it comes with practice because you don't want to come across as that person that's got this big dark cloud and there's <laughs> always something going on or, you know, I remember years ago uh, working in the city and there was a mom and every time her, you know, she had a newborn, every time her daughter got sick, she's the one that would leave work early and, and, and take care of it. And people had the, just the most awful impression of her husband because he said, well, where is he, you know, and, and it's because she overshared a lot. And, uh, and I think that sometimes it's better to, to say less than say more. Yeah. Um, again, because people, you know, we judge ourselves, people judge us and, you know, it does not help, uh, in building relationships because like you said, there's certainly a value that's placed on there and you don't want to say no. I mean, at the end of the day, family is really important. It, it's one yeah. of the, you know, it's one of the reasons this show is as successful as it is and why, you know, you have the followership that you do. It, it's, it's family is everything. And so, um, but it needs to play a balance with our work life because let's face it, work life is what 
you know, is what provides that financial security for for a great foundation for that. So well, for me, it pays for the rent, the braces, the food, like <laughs> everything. Like it's a non-negotiable as a sole supporting yeah. single mom. One of the things that I was thinking about when I thought about our show today was, you know, I work for some real estate companies and they give me an office in their building and I'm only in there training a couple times a week or, you know, I pop in and out, but at the events that family are welcomed in, I've brought my kids and everybody gets to meet my kids. And especially when they were Mm -hmm. younger, you know, like my little one liked to wear a headset. So he would go up to the front desk and put a headset on and sit next to her at the reception desk. And, you know, and everybody would laugh. Ha ha ha. Isn't that cute and everything? Well, when he broke his arm and I was supposed to be doing a whole day long thing, I said, you guys, I'm sorry. The school just called. It's a a broken arm. We're going to have to take it. He's going to, he might have to have surgery, blah, 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 the whole thing. Everybody was texting me going, tell Zach, I hope he's okay. Tell Zach this, that. Because they knew Zach. They had seen him running around the office. They had seen him playing on the floor of my office on days when I didn't have childcare, you know, and things had to double up. So they were sympathetic to that. But if it's just... Well, they connected with him. They connected with him. They had this connection with him beyond a picture on a desk or maybe, you know, again, prior to social media, there was a connection. Right. So it was easier for me to say, hey, this is the reason that I need to cancel today. And I got tons of support. Well, if they don't know this kid, if they've never met him, like you said, he's a picture on a desk or most of us don't even have pictures on our desk anymore. It's on our phone. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have some magical family that that isn't even real in most people's minds, I think. Right, right. And you're right. You know, there are people who are excessive with some of this stuff. So it does make it hard to give a reason, but that's why like, it's just so simple. Don't give a reason. And you don't, people don't Mm -hmm. ask me why nobody ever asks you why. No, they Mm -hmm. know I can't do it. No, they really, I mean, if I ever say, look, like I I have another meeting scheduled, it goes without, it, it just, okay, no problem. You know, especially I'm in the business of, um, you know, where I have clients and they don't all interact and they don't know each other. So I can't speak maybe for someone that works out of a a corporate office or a smaller office space where everybody's there and you say, listen, I have the time block. You might get some questions regarding, well, you know, what else do you have going on? But I, I do think that as a working mom, there's already so much to do and just that complexity of maintaining order and balance already seems impossible. Why add more to it by providing more information and having to explain yourself even more? Right. Right. Cause that puts you up for that. Again, that value judgment. I do find it cuts the communication off in a very healthy way. Um, mm-hmm. when somebody says like, you know, can you, can you, do, can you meet with me Thursday at two? I'll say I can meet you Thursday at four. Mm-hmm. I don't even mm-hmm. say no. Like I think because some people don't like to use the word no. Some people don't like to hear yeah. the word no. You know, it, it kind of, for some people, it's a negative. For some people, it's <clears> not. But I always yeah. like to respond with what I can do. And yeah, those, I agree. using those words, what I can do is, and then I'll give them two or three options. Because then it'll right. show that I'm not so overbooked. Because sometimes somebody will be snarky and go, oh, well, you don't have time for me. I have time for you on Tuesday and Thursday at five o'clock and because your anxiety, your stress, your poor planning, your demands 
cannot run my business. And that's the one thing that I have where we have at times demanding children. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they demand and they need to be fed and diapers needed to be changed and, and bottles yeah. need to be like, these are non-negotiables and yeah. you know, to a point. But when you change your, when I changed Mafalda, my clients changed. Like yeah. when you shift, they shift. When I stopped making excuses, when I stopped explaining, when I just started answering, this is what I can do. This is what I have open. Uh, let's find a match. And I stay positive yeah. about it. They tend to go with me. And that's me leading the transaction with my client. Yeah. Because if I think that I, I spot on, I think when I started doing, uh, you know, this Sunday night ritual that, you know, you originally put out there, it started as like small little steps during the week that I would take. And then it became bigger, like, okay, I'm on the commute in the car. Maybe I'll take a, a, a phone call in the car during that half hour. I'll, you know, I won't get notes in. Or maybe that's the time that I used to catch up with my mom for 30 minutes. Yeah. Or perhaps that's the time I used to catch up with a friend. Um, you know, all these people telling me they were listening to podcasts. And I said, oh my God, I, I had these two babies and I just feel like I, I you know, they, they, they took all like, that knowledge I had and all these books I had read for years. And I just feel a little bit dumber every day because I don't read anymore. I don't watch the news. I couldn't tell you anything about anybody. So I, I started trying to incorporate, well, how do I incorporate time in there for myself? Not just to say no to people, but also how do I incorporate, you know, focus time for myself? Because if I'm going from call to call to call to call to call, because I have to be at pickup every day by 3.20 and then snack at this time, homework at this time, uh, hockey, uh, tutoring, um, you know, it's, you know, I call myself basically like a free taxi driver, you know, um, because I don't really get paid for it. I just drive them around everywhere they need to go. Where, where is their time in there for myself? So not only am I blocking time for them, but I'm also blocking time where I say, listen, I have this deliverable that's due in a week. I'm going to block two hours on this day, two hours on that day. And that also goes towards a client calling and saying, hey, I need to schedule time for 10 o'clock. And I have to be very much, uh, you know, it's like a regiment where I have to be very disciplined in saying, nope, I, I have something going on. Again, without saying, hey, listen, I'm just focusing on a, nope, I have a deliverable that's due or I'm focused, I have another uh, conference call at that time. Uh, but again, instead of using the word no, saying, listen, that time doesn't work for me. What about this time? Or, you know, if you're if you're looking to, to schedule something in the afternoon, perhaps usually I, I always got that because of a time zone. You know, you're out in California. Oh, yeah. I'm on the East Coast. So obviously what works best for you might not work best for me because most of the time I end up with afternoon requests then I'll say, this is what I'll do. And I, and I shuffle and I shift, but I think it's, it's, it's intentional. It's using the right words, dialogue, yes. it's communication. Confidence. It's not just saying no, but it's teaching yourself on, well, I'm going to replace that with this talking right. track instead. Right. Well, and right. And I have the same problem. Any 11 o'clock 
10 o'clock, 11 o'clock East Coast meetings are 7 and 8 o'clock here in the morning, which is the witching hour, mm -hmm. getting to school, getting breakfast, getting bags. You know, even though we pack everything the night before, you know, the sports bags, everything's got to go out the door in the morning. You know, that's a terrible time for me to have meetings. And it's prime business time on the East Coast. And yeah. so yeah. I try not to ever even mention the time. I'm just booked. And I yeah. think it's also having the confidence in how you deliver it to the client. And mm -hmm. it's a little bit like I have a one to three rule. Like if they give me one time, I'm going to give them three times back. So if you oh, say- that's a neat little trick. I love yeah. that. So my one to three. So if you call me and say, hey, can you meet at two o'clock today? I'll say no, but I can meet at one, four, and tomorrow at 10. What do you want? What would you like? Now I've come back to you with options, but also I've been the more generous of my time. So I don't have mm -hmm. to feel guilty because I just gave you three options. It's a little mind I trick. I love that. That's really good. That is a great trick. <laughs> the little mind trick. But my other like cool mind trick that has evolved since my Sunday night planning is to take time once a month and read through all my old planners. And I sit there because, you know, there's lots of, you know, I'm used, you know, like you, I have like my whole planner, you know, kit here, but I actually go through every once in a while, maybe not every month, but when the spirit moves me and I sit down and I read through my old planning weeks and I try to identify what worked well and what didn't work well, because our planners have clues and when you look back, like I started looking back and going, wow, this client cancels on me a lot. Cause when a client cancels, I put a red C in the book, like on their, mm -hmm. you know, like in my agenda where their name and their phone number is, if they cancel, like the scarlet letter, yes, they get <laughs> yeah, the big red C, but it's visual. And you know, what I noticed was a couple of my clients, I'm like, wow, they're consistent cancelers. Or practice times are moved, you know, things like that, that I, whenever I make a correction or a change, I use a red pen and it helps me visually to look at my crazy schedule and go, wow, this. And so what I started to do was I imparted, you know, going forward because my client has had more than six cancellations in a six month period of time. I'm now going to impose a 50% cancellation fee. If you cancel on me with less than 24 hours notice, I'm going to have to bill you twice. It's my company policy and I'm prepared with it going more often than that. That's enough to get them to stop canceling. You know, they don't want to pay for mm -hmm, something mm -hmm. or I can say to them, perhaps we should move our regular meeting time because you seem to have a lot of conflicts. And a lot of times they appreciate that and they're going, yeah, I always feel bad. I have to cancel on you, but this meeting always runs late. Well, how about this? How about we move our meeting forward an hour? Cause I do a lot of regular weekly coaching. Mm -hmm. I can move these things around, but when you're going a hundred miles an hour with your hair on fire, which is every working mom, especially <laughs> with small kids, you can't possibly retain all this information. So when you go through and you yep. look and you read your agenda, like a book for the last six months, you also like the other thing that I've noticed recently is I now block out one half of a Friday a month. And it is from Friday in the morning till two o'clock. 
And in that period of time, Mafalda, I can get a massage, get a manicure, get my hair done, take a nap. I don't care what it mm-hmm. is. I might go out shopping for some new clothes because what happens is I got to fly to Dallas next week. I don't have anything appropriate. I had to get a Minnesota winter jacket with three days notice in Southern California. Good luck with that. Oh, good luck. Yeah. I mean, things like that. Good so I, luck. Yeah. So I've now, now I have a date with myself. I take myself to lunch during that time. I bring my agenda. I don't bring client work. But I bring all my stuff and I focus on, okay, what do I need to improve on? What do I need to change? What do I need to do better? What am I not happy with? Because we can go January to June and never look at our schedule going, I'm unhappy. Because we're just doing it. We're like foot soldiers. You know, I I also think uh, I'm going to add on to that and say that, you know, it's funny because when you're in the you know, the, the day-to-day of how things go and you're, you are engaging in this, you know, writing your objectives, writing the goals, writing the schedule out, everything. Um, week over week, it just feels like you're just going through the, the motion of it. You are. I would say that even if I did that, what you're suggesting, I think you almost also can go back, look at everything you've accomplished and yes. see what the productivity is at the end of the week and say, you know what, despite despite feeling tired and despite saying, I feel like I got nothing done today. When you look back at, you know, whether it's a week, a month or the last quarter of what that data tells you, it's going to tell you, Oh, wow. I actually did get a lot accomplished. And, uh, and there was a lot of productivity, maybe not as much as I need to, but it certainly also provides and sheds some light on what are some of the, the goals that I have for, um, for some of the things I want to do so that I can incorporate that time into the schedule because they're not getting done. Why do I feel like I'm not being productive? What am I not getting done that should be getting done? Right. So that I would even, you know, argue that you could look at it in a different perspective as well. Sure. I would look at it in both. You know, I would look at it and mm-hmm. go, mm-hmm. you know, what is it that I need to do to feel satisfied? Because, you know, after using the same planner for like 20 years, I kid you not, I actually bought one of those like goofy girly, look at the cover Mafalda. For those of you that, you know, aren't playing along on the video, it's like rainbow colors with stickers and all these things. And I had used Franklin Covey and I love Franklin Covey for years, Mm -hmm. their agenda, their compass, their daily planner. I sharpened the saw. I did all these things. And last year, I don't know what happened in June. I just couldn't place the order. And I was like, I'm going to try something new. And I did. I tried this new planner. Now, I did go back and order a Franklin Covey little mini. Because <laughs> I, I just... Say, they lost his lifelong customer. No, they didn't. They just lost a little bit of it. But what I did, I used somebody else's uh, agenda. And I still use their daily planner, I'll be honest. But what what happened was in this planner... On the top says, what are the top three things I need to do that day? And I use that planner for the top three things for me. Like Mm -hmm. before it was always, you know, the client deadline. I got a radio show at 10. I've got to finish this this deliverable. And now I've changed it. So see this right here, like today's top three? It's for me. 
So what do I need to do to be satisfied? Like, what do I need to do that day that will make me feel that I am a success? And it was such a goofball thing for me to think about because I'm not even right. on my to-do list. Are you on your to-do list? Yeah. Let's be honest. No, no. I, I, but you know what? I think I, I read a book uh, about uh, like two or three years ago about the one big thing. Sure. And it really talked about how, um, you know, it, it's don't focus on five, six, seven goals, have one, one goal. So even if maybe I have one goal this year and I have many steps to get there, but if I can get to the end of the day and get one thing accomplished, I try not to sweat it. I really do because there's no, it's, it, things come up. It's impossible, both in my personal life and my work life, yep. my married life. I mean, I, you know, and, and you've, you've talked to my husband. He's sure. wonderful. He's patient, but there are times that he'll remind me a million times in a week. Like, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? And it just, it falls off the list because there's not enough time in the day. And, and, but it, it remains, it remains a priority. I will definitely get to it when I get to it. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's hard. Like you're all a priority. Both of my kids are a priority. My dad's a priority. My brother's a priority. My boyfriend's a priority. Like the dogs are priority. You're all priorities at some point. You just can't be priorities all the time. But what I realized is I'm not in the priority list. Never, never. Mm -mm. And so when I got this new planner and the today's top three, I'm going to read you what are, what is on my top three today. Number one is pick up my kids and shut off my phone because I always forget to do that. I leave my phone. But do you shut off your phone? Do you actually turn it off? I am going to turn it off because you know what? The world will not fall apart in the 22 minutes. I need to leave my house, pick up my kids and bring them home. Fair enough. And what if there's an emergency? I turn it back on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to work on that. I'm going to Who work needs on to reach me? If I'm going, like, because here's my thing. with Without fail, I'm in the carpool lane, picking up the kids. They hop in the car. They're all excited to tell me about their day. And a text comes in or the phone mm-hmm. rings. And now I'm pulled between mom and work and mom and work. And they can feel it. So my mm-hmm. thing is when I pull up to the school, actually, I'm shutting it off when I leave. I'm going to turn it off. It's 22 minutes, Mafalda. It takes me like six minutes to get to the school and pick them up. And then I have like 12 minutes because we usually stop and get something on the way home, just in a drive-thru, just, you know, a lemonade or a coffee or something, even for me. Come home. 22 minutes, the world will not fall apart. Well, okay. So you've challenged me. I'm going to try it myself, uh, you know, today. And uh, I'll let you know how it goes. But definitely, you know, you've inspired me. I'm going to try it myself. And, and I only say that because I caught myself telling my children, now I have two boys, an eight and a nine-year-old, my little Irish twins. Yep. And I've noticed that over breakfast, they have, you know, whatever devices they've got, whether it's a Nintendo yep. Switch, whether it's, a, a, you know, an iPad, and they're in their own world watching whatever they're watching. You know, these days, it's all about YouTube. Yep. And uh and I'm yelling at them every morning because I'm saying, talk to each other, engage with each other. You guys are always on these devices, especially during mealtime. Sure. Um, and I find myself sometimes just when I'm by myself doing the same thing or if they're sitting there and it's 
you know, a, a, a Saturday on a week, you know, it's not necessarily where you're sitting down for a meal time like dinner, but it's just one of those pass through meals. We're doing our own thing or I'm reading. And I've caught myself saying, you know what, I do it myself, but I'm yelling at my children because, you know, they're, they're on their devices. So I'm going to try that. I'm going to turn it off for the 20 minutes because mine is 20 minutes and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to test myself and see how it goes. Yeah, because I think that's a great idea. It bugs me. Like when I look at what do I need to feel satisfied at the end of the day, I need to feel that I connected with my kids. Now, Mm -hmm. I know we're running to sports and we're running to this and we're running to that, but that's not connecting. Like, and when, you know, like when you're running around, like, and this is where you kind of look at your own things of going, you know, where am I not feeling good? I'm feeling that we're too distracted with digital we're too I'm too distracted with work when I'm with my kids so I'm gonna shut it off and the kids won't turn on their phones either and we're gonna talk we're gonna talk we're gonna go through the drive through get ice cream cone or whatever we're gonna get because I don't pick them up every day like on right it's like two days a week I pick them up other than I have mommy share you know they've got events whatever the whole thing but I'm like I think it will make me feel like a better mother I'll feel more satisfied if I get that 20 minutes to say no to work, yes to kids, no to cell phones, and we can be just, I know it sounds awful, but like a normal family for once, <laughs> you know, that'll be, but that's what I need. You right. know, I need that to feel good because as I've gone through my calendars and stuff like that, and I remember when I had a BlackBerry, I had a BlackBerry issued by the government when I was doing a military job when my kids were small. And one of the things my Zachary said was, I, he goes, hate black. And I said, hate black. And he goes, hate black. And he pointed yep. to my BlackBerry because, you know, he'd be in the backseat. I'd be jabbing on the phone. I'm not paying attention to him. He recognized that from a two, three-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Never forget that hate black. But my question to you and to all the moms is what one or two simple little changes could you make? Like turning off the phone when I pick up the kids and then I can turn it back yeah. on that could make you feel better about your motherhood career, your connection with your kids or your spouse. You know, maybe it works for you and you're heavy. Like, you know what, we're Mm -hmm. just going to do this and we're going to shut our phones off. Right. You know, 20 minutes. Nobody's asking you to do the whole day. Nobody's asking you to do a digital detox for a week. It's just something that says, I am going to connect. Like my other thing is walk Sally. That's on my list today because my golden retriever Sally is 14. I don't know how much longer she's going to be with us. Her favorite thing is to walk. So I can literally take that leash, Mafalda, and take 10 minutes out of my day or 15 minutes and walk her around the block and come back to work and she can go lay down because, you know, a block is about all she can do at this age. But I know she's going to pass soon. So do I want to miss that because I'm working? As you're saying that, I'm thinking to myself, my poor dog hasn't been walked by me in God knows how long. <laughs> well, but because I, I think, you know what, Mafalda, we're this, you know, all moms, we're kind of the same. You know, we, yeah, have kids, yeah. we have kids and pets, you know, kids and pets need attention. We need to feel that connection. That's why we became moms. We became moms to yeah. be connected to our kids. 
So what little things, and again, I'm not asking for much, you know, twice a week, walk Sally, you know, twice a week, mm-hmm. shut off my phone when I pick up the kids. Like, yeah, yep. will that increase my satisfaction? And if it doesn't, don't do it and try something else that does. The whole point is to get you to love your day more, love your life more. Yeah. It has to be real uh, realistic and, yeah. uh, and there's got to be some flexibility there too. I mean, there's a lot of things I want to do. Obviously, you know, walking our, our black lab is it the, is it's on that list. Is it the top of the list? It's not realistic. There's just not enough time in the day to get everything done, but it is, um, it is about being flexible and realistic with yourself as well. And I think that you make a good point of saying, maybe just start with one thing, start with one thing. And, uh, and that's why, you know, today I challenge myself to turn off my phone when I do the pickup as well and see how that goes. And it could become a habit. You know, don't they say 21 days to start a habit, 90 days to create a lifestyle. Um, You know, I like, I like that idea. Yeah. And it's all about, if you're happier in your life, I promise you, you're a better wife, you're a better mother, you're going to have better health. Like there is no downside to, to taking care of yourself. And when I, when I first read the concept of taking care of myself, I thought, well, that means getting your hair cut or your nails done. Like, but it, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't understand it. And then I thought, well, you know what? My time with Sally is limited now. And so what Mm -hmm. if I just once a week gave myself 10 or 15 minutes? Try it. You know, I don't think I'm going to be wrong and the world's not going to fall apart if I walk the dog for 15 minutes. And you know what? If that means the kids have to do the dishes while I walk the dog, so be it. Or maybe Mm -hmm. here's a crazy idea. Maybe we all walk the dog together once a week. And yeah, I you know love that funny things like who knew, who knew? Well, listen, I got to close out the show. I want to thank you for being my guest today. Your no, company, thank you. I had the best time. <laughs> your company website is River Run HR, like human resources.com. That's where people can find you. That's right. That's uh, right. River Run HR.com. Best, best show of the day, best show of the month, because I get to spend time with you. And um, thank you so much for being open and honest and sharing what it's really like to be a working mom, two kids, having a husband. I can guarantee you guys, I know this woman. She's got a wonderful husband. She's got great kids. She <laughs> knocks it out of the park every day. And she shows up swinging and smiling. So we'll be back again next every time <laughs> with another great episode. <laughs> Thanks so much, Sandy. Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Join us again. We've got something you won't want to miss. Motherhood Talk Radio is a production of Beck Multimedia.